National Catholic Register. This is Register Radio, bringing light and clarity to the news and topics that affect your life. The Supreme Court on Friday, June 24th, the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus overturned Roe v. Wade that created a so-called right to abortion. The justices ruled in a 6-3 decision in favor of the Mississippi abortion restriction law in the case Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health. Today is an answer to many pro-life prayers. And the prayers must continue as our states now face the proper democratic and legislative process to protect the unborn and serve women and families. EWTN's Catherine Hadro and Loretta Brown join us with reactions to the news. I'm Jeanette DeMello, Editor-in-Chief and Executive Director of the National Catholic Register and your host for Register Radio. Catherine Hadro is known to many in our audience. She's the founding host of EWTN's Pro-Life Weekly. She's currently in Rome where she is an EWTN host for live coverage of World Meeting of Families. What an incredible moment we are living in, Catherine. What is your reaction to this news? I am stunned. I am in awe of God's mercy and mm. his perfect timing. I'm, I feel emotional at times because I think, you know, this is a day a lot of us wonder, would we ever see this day? We hoped for it. We prayed for it. And to give a, a personal anecdote, Jenna, I was anchoring live the coverage of EW Chan's World Meeting of Families from St. Peter's Square when this news broke. And so for us to get this news and then break that news live to our EW Chan audience as the bells in St. Peter's Square rung behind me on the solemnity of the Sacred Heart, <laughs> I was just like, Jesus, you designed this and you, you planned for this day. You knew this day was going to happen. And again, just... A reminder to always trust in our Lord. Absolutely. You know, Catherine, my team this morning, this is, you know, we're recording this on Friday, the day the decision came out. We were all waiting and, and we held the paper. We usually go to press on Thursday, but we held the paper because we just hoped it would come. And sure enough, somebody this morning said, hey, wouldn't it be providential if it came today on the solemnity of the Sacred Heart? And indeed it did. So I think all of us are are, are just thanking Jesus for this and, and entrusting all of these unborn and all of these women and families families uh, who have been affected by abortion or or have contemplated it or will contemplate it even in the future um, to the Sacred Heart. He is in control and uh, we as Catholics in the pro-life movement uh, can absolutely give him the praise. I was thinking, Catherine, as I of the two guests, you and, and Loretta and myself, mm. we have grown up um, under the rule of Roe. We know right. nothing else. So this right. is really a strange moment for us. What do you think we can expect now? You know, I, I 100% agree with you. That's why I think we're still kind of wrapping our heads around this moment. And in a way, that Dobbs leak that happened in April gave us some time to process this. And as we'll be looking through the Supreme Court decision and compare it to the leak, I think it is essentially the same, um, we had the opportunity a few weeks ago to start processing this news and to start planning for it. I do think, Jeanette, that we are going to see in our in our nation a lot of rage, a night mm -hmm. of rage, as abortion advocates are calling for it. I suspect that local Catholic parishes 
hopefully should be thinking seriously about security in these immediate Sundays and these immediate weeks. There's going to be a lot of misinformation swirling around mainstream media, which frankly speaks to the need for the National Catholic Register and Register Radio all the more to clarify all those misconceptions. Absolutely. I feel the same way that the misinformation is really tremendous. And I think we should clarify right now, this does not um, make abortion criminal (laughs) across the United States. This actually makes um, the states uh, responsible for abortion laws and, and up to 20 states could have or do have trigger laws which would ban abortion not immediate um there's some period of time um uh, which that gets enacted loretta brown will talk a bit about that in Mm. the second segment but it we need to to clarify that this doesn't mean that a woman who seeks an abortion is is suddenly a criminal um that's that's just not the case uh and i also think the role of, of these pro-life pregnancy centers, which are right now in, in many places being attacked, needs to be lifted up because their, their hope is to provide women other options um, and to accompany them uh, throughout the journey of, of, um, of having a baby and, and even into parenthood. So that's a very important aspect of the movement now <laughs> that we really need to lift yes. up. It's always been an aspect, but, but it's yes. a, a huge part now. I think a lot of listeners may be wondering now that this this reality is here, Roe is reversed, Roe is overturned, what do we do now? The first thing I tell people is reach out to your local pregnancy care center. Ask them, how can I help? Is it financially, perhaps? Is it with your time? Is it donating diapers? I know there are pregnancy centers, sometimes they just need metro cards and bus passes, practical means to serve women, and again, It is pro-life pregnancy care centers that are on the forefront of helping women, and yet they are under violent attack in some places. And they are being targeted by abortion advocates, the same people who claim we are anti-woman, who claim we are only pro-birth, are attacking the very centers that prove we are very much otherwise, that prove we are on the side of women and accompany women. That's right. You know, Catherine, we have this really nice piece, a great analysis by Jerry Bradley, a constitutional lawyer um, who's written for the Register before. But he wrote about how uh, this moment is... Uh, built upon half a century of dedicated work from pro-lifers. Like, there could be any number of lawyers who could have argued well um, to pass uh, or to overturn um, Roe. But really, we've gotten to this moment because of the pro-life movement. And, And Catholics were at the forefront of that. That's another beautiful thing to um, just give witness to Jesus in the Sacred Heart. Um, What's your reaction to that? I mean, the church has been the steadfast voice on the life issue. I think that's exactly why we are seeing Catholic churches um, being targeted here, because we have been. And we that doesn't mean we back down, though, from our witness and back down from the truth. We need to continue to stand strong there, to continue to be a light. You know, we've been talking about how this announcement came on the solemnity of the Sacred Heart. If it was not this solemnity, June 24th is typically the Nativity of John the Baptist. So from here on out, the anniversary of the Dobbs ruling will be on the Nativity of John the Baptist, who we know was the first person to recognize Jesus in Mary's womb when he himself was in the womb. I have the chills as I say that to you, because again, it speaks to, Lord, you planned this perfectly. And I love that it was 
Jesus chose to use his sacred heart to heal our nation in this way. But you've made the very good clarification, Jeanette, that this does not mean, yes, this is good news for Roe to be reversed. This does not mean an end to abortion in the United States. I, I said this on air at one point, and I'll, and I'll say it again. This is not the beginning of the end. This is the end of the beginning. We Absolutely. are still in the starting stages of having to serve women and children in need. And now we have 50 different landscapes about what that looks like. And we have a lot of work ahead. So Absolutely. being the pro-life movement, we celebrate, but we also need to maintain momentum here. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And Catherine, I thank you so much uh, for taking the time to be with us uh, today on this very important day. Uh, I, I join with you in the prayers and, and in the thanksgiving, and I ask our listeners uh, to really do the same. Uh, let's, let's continue to offer all women, all babies, all families uh, to the Sacred Heart. Thanks so much, Catherine. God bless you. Thank you for your coverage. This is Register Radio on EWTN. Stay tuned. We'll be joined after the break by Loretta Brown with continued coverage of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Archbishop Cordelione talks about the National Catholic Register. The Register's content is so critically important in the society we're living in now. There's an absence of the practice of religion in public life. So all the more important is it for people to be reading the Register so that they can acquire more understanding of our Catholic faith. I've appreciated the catechetical benefits of the content of the Register. It presents very clear Catholic teaching in a way that is easily digestible. To get six free issues, order online at ncregister.com forward slash radio or call 800-421-3230 and mention code radio. That's ncregister.com forward slash radio or 800-421-3230 and mention code radio. Call or click today. The National Catholic Register. Read faithfully. Let's return to Register Radio on EWTN. Welcome back. I'm Jeanette DeMello, Executive Director of the National Catholic Register, and I'm joined by Loretta Brown, our National Correspondent. Loretta, what a day. <laughs> a day <Certainly> is. <laughs> yeah, a day that we've been waiting for, really our whole professional lives because um, you and I have, have grown up in uh, the Roe generation, right? I mean, we, we, we were born after Roe. And, um, and so this is the only law of the land that we've known. And um, being growing up in pro-life families, it's, it's always been something dear to our hearts um, to work uh, to protect the unborn and to, to serve women better um, than abortion. So what's your reaction today? It was it was just so stunning in some ways to see the words you know Roe has been overruled, and um, after that I mean it was it was gratefulness and it was kind of the acknowledgement of all the work the pro life movement has done to get to this place and and just looking over that that decision and taking it all in of of the reasoning there that you know over the years I've heard a lot of these points made by um, you know pro life historians and writers and. Um, people in the states that that wanted these these different limitations, and to see that you know the Supreme Court has finally 
recognized all of that and seen that and and we're at this place now where Rose overruled it's I mean it's it's amazing it, it's just quite the milestone moment for the pro-life movement exactly it's a bit breathtaking we have a piece and i mentioned it in the last uh, segment by jerry bradley the title of that piece i didn't mention it then but i'll mention it now is dobbs decision a monumental moment in the march for equal rights for every human life and you know he makes the this case his opening line the nightmare is over uh, that's that Justice Samuel Alito consigned the constitutional right of abortion to the ash heap of history. Um, <laughs> big words by Jerry Bradley, and and he really he just he just rips into um, the original Roe versus Wade decision and and how Samuel Alito is is correct in his opinion. And the opinion didn't change much from what was leaked back in May, um, but it, it's interesting how the court. Um, uh, really broke down in this decision. It was a six to three decision in the Dobbs versus Jackson women's health, right? And and so explain to us a little bit kind of the logistics of what happened today. Yeah, certainly. So we did see um, from Justice Alito, uh, you know, that that opinion that is, is essentially kind of the same as the, the draft opinion that was leaked, um, you know, just taking aim at at Roe and the reasoning there, the historical reasoning, um, you know, the way it interpreted the Constitution. So, Loretta, it was a six to three decision in the Dobbs versus women, Jackson Women's Health, um, which is a case out of Mississippi. Uh, so it's important to kind of contextualize what the decision was. And of course, the decision related to Dobbs then overturned Roe. But uh, the details are quite interesting because, um, you know, people didn't naturally fall along certain lines. Uh, Justice, uh, Chief Justice Roberts was kind of off on his own. So tell us what happened. Yeah, yes, certainly. So we had the 6-3 the decision here. And um, as you say, Chief Justice Roberts joined with um, Justices Thomas, Kavanaugh, Alito, um, Barrett, Gorsuch. And um, in, in this really just uh, decision, you know, by Alito that we had kind of seen in the, the draft opinion with some of the responses to, to dissents in there now added. Um, and so Another part of that, though, that just really made this interesting, too, was so Chief Justice Roberts wrote his own concurring opinion, and um, Justices Thomas and Kavanaugh also wrote concurring opinions, kind of going into to some of the details of this, of, um, you know, what what this will mean and and why Roe was not well reasoned and so Chief Justice Roberts he he talked about how he would have preferred you know upholding the 15 week law but leaving Roe in place and just giving I guess what he called like uh, women time reasonable amount of time to obtain an abortion and he didn't see why 15 weeks wasn't you know a reasonable amount of time and that that would be the new standard that's where he would have preferred um, to. To, to leave things. And um, he didn't get, you know, agreement from the other justices on that. So he, yeah, he was in, you know, the, the opinion over, over ruling Roe. And then um, Justice 
Kavanaugh actually talked about how this is just returning the decision making to the states, that they're not, you know, banning abortion nationwide and they're not requiring, you know, any particular law on abortion nationwide. They're letting the states make these decisions now. And so he really emphasized that. Um, you know, in light of maybe some people reacting, saying, oh, well, this this bans abortion, um, saying, no, that's really not what we're doing here. Right. You know, uh, Helen Alvarez in a piece, an analysis piece that she did for ncregister.com, um, really expressed deep disappointment in Justice Roberts um, because, you know, while, yes, he voted um, with the majority so that it could be six to three, um, to uh, on the Dobbs case itself, um, his opinion basically says he would not have voted outright to overturn Roe. So Roe was really overturned by a five to four um, majority in a way. You know, uh, it, it's not that's not the way it says it in the court documents. But essentially, he didn't he didn't he didn't want to overturn Roe in, in this particular manner. Uh, that's something to note. And, um, and it's a, a, a very disappointing, um, uh, action or, or opinion by Justice Roberts. Helen Alvarez's piece is very much worth reading. It was, it, it nearly made me cry. Um, it, it was so powerful. It's called Roe Overturned, A Wonderful Day for Democracy. And she really does go into um, uh, the analysis of, of, of the different um, justices and, and why this decision was laid out. Um, you mentioned um, that you were able to read through the, the full document. What were some of the reasonings that stuck out to you? Well, it was really just um, interesting to see that um, you know, I had looked a lot at the history of, of abortion in the U.S. at one point because that was such a focus of the draft and such a, a focus now of the, you know, the official decision here and how, you know, abortion was not uh, a common practice or by any means a right in, in the common law or in the United States at the time of the 14th Amendment. And that was really a, a point that Alito drives home. And one thing that stuck out to me there was, um, you know, the dissenting opinions, they didn't address that. And Alito was able to note, yeah, they're not even trying to say that there's a historical right here. Um, you mm -hmm. know, so they they didn't really tackle that that part of it. They just sort of made a, a comment of, well, you know, the looking at it just at the time of the 14th Amendment is, you know, like one snapshot of, of the time period, um, you know, and you, we can look beyond that at, you know, what what women need and um you know what what their rights are how that can be interpreted but they they didn't they didn't have the historical argument that many were were trying to make initially yeah so so it is quite interesting you know all of that about the historical basis and again i i think i encourage our listeners to actually read the decision it is uh it is so or i guess i should say alito's um opinion because it is so late well laid out and so clear it really does tackle the history of abortion in our country and it sets the record straight because so much of that history was really manufactured by poor information and by activists quite quite honestly so loretta i um I had intended to talk today before I knew that the uh, decision would come down um, about what happens now. And um, you've written about that for our audience. And I, I just give us a preview of what's the law of the land now? Where, where are we? 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and this is why, you know, I was, I was so the, the opinion from Kavanaugh kind of struck me because um, this goes back to the States. So the, these battles and these um, discussions are, are going to be happening in the States. And already I'm, I'm seeing the headlines of, you know, these trigger laws. So South Dakota, Louisiana, Kentucky um, have made abortion illegal. Now they have, I'm in Louisiana, praise God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So they had these laws in place um, that once, once Roe was overturned, um, you know, they, they were prepared and I had just done a story actually on, um, yeah, where the states are positioned, um, what, what those pro-life efforts in the states might look like. And so, um, a little over a dozen states very soon now, I mean, it's, it's all happening so quickly, but in the next couple days are, are going to just have abortion be illegal because of these preparations they made. Um, and then I think ultimately it's uh, anticipated that a little over half of the states um, will move to make abortion illegal or limit it to the first six weeks. Um, so that's one side of it. But then there are also these states that are Um, you know, adding a right to abortion in their constitution and becoming, you know, they call it abortion havens um, and even like having funds for women to travel to their states to get abortions. So, yeah, it's just it's turning into a debate and a battle in the states over this. And Mm -hmm. um, pro-life efforts very much are continuing and need to continue on this state level. Right. Loretta, you are in Washington, D.C. We're just about out of time. Um, Have you been monitoring uh, whether or not there's been violence today? Um, I know tonight everyone is bracing for what a group, kind of almost an abortion terrorist group, it's called Jane's Revenge, is calling for a night of rage. What have you seen in D.C.? I've seen very loud protests outside the Supreme Court that are increasing in volume and intensity. Um, Haven't directly seen violence yet, thank Mm -hmm. goodness. But, I mean, people are very upset and they're very vocal about that. And, you know, hopefully that that doesn't escalate to to violence. Um, But definitely something we're all watching. Absolutely. And we will pray for that. Um, Our listeners can also check out online our publisher's note by Michael Warsaw. It's called True Democracy. And please, everyone, join me in prayers of thanksgiving, but also prayers for peace and safety. Remember, for more news analysis and commentary, check out the National Catholic Register online at ncregister.com. Thanks for joining us on Register Radio here on EWTN Radio. Uh, For our producer, Jeff Burson, and myself, Jeanette Mello, I ask God to bless you, and may the most sacred heart of Jesus reign. For more information about the National Catholic Register and about Register Radio, go to ncregister.com. Podcasts of Register Radio are posted on ncregister.com and on ewtn.com. Join us next week at this time for Register Radio on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.